Blog Talk Radio. Thankful to God has been healing, working in my body. 
um, declaring that I am totally healed and, and free of all the symptoms from this infection. But all of a sudden, uh, you know, we ran into some friends and ran into some friends and decided to get to eat, and you get the idea pretty soon. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, it was about uh, 8.30, and uh, I was not home yet. And so I really didn't get home until about 5 after 9, and I really had nothing prepared. Um, and so uh, you have to forgive me for that. I, uh, I just, I guess I got lazy. Having said all that, I've been thinking a lot uh, about the coming kingdom of God. And, and, and this is something that I believe all Christians, we, we should spend some time pondering our eternal future. Not so much how we got saved. I mean, I, I mean that is uh, obviously extremely important. But um, I've been doing, a, again, I, I did a, a Sunday school lesson a, a couple years ago, perhaps. I lose track about what we know about heaven. And it was pretty extensive teaching. And um, But I sat down one day, and I, I just began to think, no, wait a minute, I, there, there's more to heaven, there's more to the, the final kingdom of God. And um, for those of you that like to read, um, and I, I, I don't know, for Christmas I got a whole bunch of books. <laughs> um, it's called the, the Coming Kingdom by Andrew Woods, and it was a foreword by Thomas Ice. I-C-E, and uh, it says, what is the kingdom and how is kingdom now theology changing the focus of the church? And it, it, it is a very interesting book. Um, I, I, it, it's, it's very, uh, it, it's slightly on the what I would call the deep side. Uh, for those of you who are casual readers, you, you may not like it, but yet I think it's worthy to, uh, to read anyway. Um, we have to understand, you know, it goes into scripture and analysis, and, and I, I really found it um, uh, interesting and, and educational. I got a lot out of it. And so if you're looking for a deep <laughs> a deep uh, Christmas read, uh, do that. I'm often asked which books I'm reading, and right now um, most of them are scattered on the floor, and then one is out of my reach. Uh, probably won't be able to get it, but um, currently I'm doing a teaching on the name of Jesus. And why I chose to do that, I don't know why. This, this, sometime this summer, um, and I, I freely admit, I am not one who, who listens to music a lot. And I, that may sound kind of weird and strange, but I, I, you're listening to, or if you know me on a personal basis, you know that I have been given, at least to the best of my knowledge, absolutely no artistic talent by God. And that's fine because I'm glad he gives it to other people. I, um, uh, you know, I, I don't have a nice singing voice, although I do like to sing. Uh, I, I could never manage to figure out how to play a musical instrument. And I couldn't tell you the difference really between a note and a key. Now, having said all that, um, those. There is a song that's produced by Hillsong, and I I believe it's titled The Wonderful Name or It's it's The the Most Beautiful Name. It's all about the the name of Jesus and what a wonderful name it is. And um, that song, I don't know whether it's making a resurgence uh, just in, you know, our local worship or it is um, 
having a resurgence in popularity. Um, I was channel surfing the other day, and I came across the Christian channel, and they were doing a Hillsong video, and this was the song that uh, they were they were doing. And I, I tell you, when I hear this song, it it and I, I never hid this fact. Um, you know, I wear my heart on my 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 sleeves, and it it just strikes such an emotional uh, chord that it, the name of Jesus that we most Christians don't have a clue how important, how powerful the name of Jesus is, and we have been given the legal right to use it. We have to be careful, and I don't want to get into this tonight, or that we do not use it in vain. Uh, you know, I think that, I think God gave us a commandment. I think it's in the top three. I'll let you guys do some research there, you know, about not taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And um, uh, like him or hate him, I, you know, that's up, entirely up to you. But... Um, uh, one of the books that I, I've had on my bookshelf, and I've read it several times, it, it's an older book. It's written by a man who I believe is a, was a great man of faith, a great man of God, uh, Kenneth Hagin, uh, and it's simply called The Name of Jesus. And, again, if you're looking, for, if you really want to know how the three ways that Jesus got his name, you know, uh, by inheritance, by bestowal, and by conquest, and our legal right to use the name of Jesus. If you, if you read it, it's a it is an easy read. It is, it is a powerful book. Uh, if you can find the Legacy Edition, uh, that would be great. Amazon.com, I know, sells them. Another book that I can't reach, and I don't want to get up to reach it because I'll knock something else over. Is Satan? You cannot have my kids. And I can't remember the author's name. It's a lady. And uh, about how to, how to um, engage in spiritual warfare, and I, I just got it. I think today, and I only read maybe I didn't have much time today, 15 pages or so. And this lady's right on. So if you're if you're looking for a a book, and I want to give this to my son and and uh, his wife because you know. Uh, uh, my my family, you know, as much as I pray for them and, and plead the blood of Jesus Christ, ultimately, you know, um, they have to stay under the shadow of the Almighty. And we know that Satan is, is like a lion roaming around seeking whom he may devour. And you have to understand, my friends, you have to be careful with what you say, how you say it. Um, and uh, I'm anxious to finish reading this book. Um, and I would highly recommend it to any grandparent or parent out there. Um, and then, um, what was the other one? That, uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, um, oh, a Derek Prince book about uh, uh, blessings and curses. Um, a friend of mine gave, gave me his copy to read, and I devoured it in, in a couple of hours. And so I thought, oh, uh-huh, I'm going to get on Amazon.com, get my own copy. And so I did, and somehow I, they, I either ordered the wrong copy or what. But, again, I, Derek Prince is – anything you can read by Derek Prince, get it and read it. He is – what was, he's, he's went on to be with the Lord. But a, a, a mighty, mighty man of God, a prolific writer, an accurate writer, um, a great expositor of, of, of the Scriptures – and again, tying into uh, uh, was it Proverbs, I believe, that says, you know, the, the power of life and death is in your tongue. 
uh, revealed to me that, you know, we, we say things about ourselves all the time. You know, how are you doing today? Well, you know, you know, my classic is, well, most of the parts are working. Well, and that's true, probably because I, I said that most of the parts are working. Or, uh, and so we have to be careful, you know, and I always thought I was pretty darn good about that. Um, be careful what you say about yourself. But that's another story for another day and time. Uh, Christmas season is upon us, and before I forget, which I have a tendency to do anymore, I, I pray that those of you that come across this this show um, take some time to, to discover the the joy of Christmas. Without Christmas, there is no hope. There would be no Savior. We would truly be living hell on earth. But God so loved the world that he gave, and as uh, my friend Caleb preached the other night, God gave, and because God gave, we can give. And it's a privilege to give. And because God gave, we have a way to be restored, redeemed, brought back to righteousness through the blood of Jesus Christ and faith in that blood. And, the, and of course, Scripture says we're saved by grace. You know, God pours out his, his, his offer of salvation to all mankind, and it's up to us to believe in it. You know, a question I often ask people is, you know, can you believe for salvation? Oh, yeah, well, why can't you believe for healing? Why can't you believe for deliverance? You want to stop smoking? Tell your body, hey, I'm going to stop smoking. You know, ask, ask, just believe it. You know, anyway. What in the world is going on besides, uh, um, let me, I got a message that just popped up on my screen here. Yeah, I don't know. If I exit out, probably everything's going to go away. But I can't, uh, I can't see my notes there. Eh, so if I lose you guys, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Okay, looks like we're there. Hey, uh, the news. Uh, the news, uh, you want to talk about something scary, just start listening to the news. And, and if you do, like Fox News, that's pretty much, I just turn the TV on in the morning and pretty much either leave it on that channel or the weather channel all day long. I got, I'm getting tired of just leaving it on Fox News. I mean, I mean, the news is downright scary. And so uh, one of the things we have to be careful of, and I, I just want to mention this briefly, and I'll share some thoughts about some other things going on in the world, but, you know, Satan is the author of confusion. And, and you know, one way he gets us humans or humanity, if you want to use that big fancy word there, confused, is simply by creating multiple chaotic events. I I really hate to say this. Of all days, you know, my wife and I, um, uh, we had uh, we had some appointments to take care of today, and so we decided we needed to go to Walmart today. Now, if you happen to live in the Cumberland, Maryland area, and you know Walmart, you know this time of year, you better. um, I thought I should pack, uh, throw in my backpack and supplies because I may have to, you know, uh, camp out in the parking lot for a day or two to get in. Um, in the middle of the afternoon, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, geez, shouldn't these kids be in school? Um, you, you couldn't hardly find a place to park. 
you know, uh, unless you went way down at the opposite end, the north, the north end of the uh, of the mall, and even then down at the penny store, that that was pretty crowded down there. But eventually, you know, we we pushed and shoved and kicked and you know, stomped our way into the store. Um, and you talk about multiple chaotic events. You know, uh, people seem to be moving along reasonably well. Um, I had a a buggy. Uh, shopping cart. Uh, it didn't have anything important in it. A few things that I threw in there, about three items. Um, and uh, my wife wanted a picture printed off of her iPhone. And for some reason, if you're if you're a master computer person and understand iPhones and why you can look at a picture on your iPhone and then you plug it into the picture printing device up at Walmart and and you can't find the picture anywhere, let me know. Um, anyway, so we were there about seven, eight, nine minutes, you know, trying to figure out what, what's going on with this, uh, why we can't find the picture uh, to print it off for Beth. But anyway, having said that, turn around, our buggy's gone. Chaos. Where's my buggy? You know, like I said, there was nothing in there that I couldn't replace. There was some, you know, wrapping paper and, um, oh, I don't know, a couple other little things. I think there was three things in the cart, all small. Uh, but it's gone. Now, talk about chaos. Uh, would anyone disagree? If you disagree with me, I, I should say call me. The hotline's open, but I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I'm brave enough yet to have a call-in uh, show or not. Maybe I need to talk to my pastor about that. But anyway, having said all that, it's just has this 2017 been a year filled with chaos? You know, we know chaos leads to confusion. We know, as I just said, Satan is the author of confusion. And confusion always leads to uncertainty, and uncertainty will always take those that it occupies where it dominates to the land of fear. Look at the news. How many accusations? How many people? I wonder how many, in quotes, officials out there are living in fear, particularly men, uh, that tomorrow somebody's, you know, they're going to get a call or a text or a visit from an investigative body saying, you know, hey, uh, 26 years ago, uh, you know, you uh, <coughs> made a uh, uh, a pass at at this girl, and now she's filing a uh, <coughs> lawsuit against you. I, I don't know. It, it's just chaos. It's it, it's it's incredible. The the fear that is uh, has overcome America. Um, and now I'm going to give you an example. Now I kind of overheard. I didn't mean to eavesdrop uh, on on this situation, but I was in line. My way and I were in line and getting some things checked out. And our our, our checker outer, she was pretty friendly, but I just happened to be be listening to uh, the next uh, checker outer. <laughs> I guess that's the correct phrase. Um, Right across the the aisle, and this uh, this girl, young girl, said, uh, um, "Happy holidays." And uh, the couple that was there replied, "Merry Christmas," and I would have too. And she then I heard her say this. She said, "I, I don't think I'm allowed to say that." I'll let you digest that for a little while. Talk about confusion, fear. You know, if you say Merry Christmas to somebody, you're going to lose your job, get fired. 
get called in before the supervisor and get chewed out? Anyway. Uh, let's see here. What I yeah, I might do this now. at a couple of news articles here. If you haven't heard the news, th th this this occurred, I believe, well, actually, it, um, today is what? Today is the 18th, okay? So it, it was news today, all right? Um, we know that President Trump authorized the, the government of the United States to move its embassy to Jerusalem, and rightly, show, rightly so, okay? Um, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. It has always been the capital of Israel, and someday it's going to be the capital city of the world, okay? Now, having said all that, you can agree, you can disagree. Don't argue with me. Argue with the Word of God. Now, uh, of course, you know, this is met with uh, my, I, I, I guess, I don't know, I never, never saw one, never saw any real news coverage. This was met with protests and, and minor, um, minor um, protests. I don't think any of them turned violent. Uh, ultimately, it was taken for the United Nations today. Now, if you don't know how the United Nations works, I'm not going to explain it to you in great detail. There are, I think there are five nations that have a veto power, the United States being one of them. I know China, Russia, Great Britain, I think the other one's France, I may be wrong on that. Anyway, so the United Nations Security Council had a uh, uh, resolution proposed, uh, I, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, it was, or maybe Saturday, it was, it was created by Egypt. And it called for the denial or the reversal or the, uh, uh, I guess the reversal is a good word, of, of President Trump's recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Now, um, the, here's the thing. The, the, I, the Security Council is, is I, may, I think it's made up of 15 members. Um, I think five of them have a veto vote. Uh, and anyway, the U.S. was the only vote. It exercised its veto, even though the vote was 14 nations in favor of rescinding approval or condemning, I guess that's a better word, uh, the, the removal of the American Embassy to Jerusalem. Okay. Now that vote, like I said, was held in response to, to Mr. Trump, President Trump's announcement that U.S. recognizes Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Um, says after the vote, I'm quoting here, the U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, said the U.S. does not veto resolutions lightly, and that the, this was her first veto, that it stood for American sovereignty and its role in the Middle East peace process. Haley told both the Security Council that she has hopes that the peace process is not dead. Um, 
the peace process is not dead, but it will never be resolved the way humans think about it. Uh, it's not going to be negotiated with a land for peace deal. It's it, it's only going to the peace will only come when Jesus Christ returns to the earth at the end of the tribulation period, sets his foot on the Mount of Olives, and says, enough is enough is enough. Um, anyway, I, I thought this was, was, was a pretty newsworthy uh, thing. Um, <clears throat> after the vote, I'm, I'm quoting in Israel's ambassador to the UN, uh, Danny Dannon, Thank Haley for what he described as a courageous stance. Every other country in the world has the right to designate its capital city, but when it comes to Israel, somehow this most basic national right is questioned and condemned. He said, and, 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 and he's, he's correct. Why? You know, historically we know that Israel was a capital, or Jerusalem was a capital. Um, anyway, so this is not uh, not going to be uh, the end of it. Um, Immediately, uh, a resolution was proposed that expressed regret at, at this vetoing and the decision, and it also called for other countries not to establish diplomatic missions in the city. You know, uh, um, from what I've read here, Palestinian negotiators uh, told CBS News that the next step after the Security uh, Council vote will bring the proposal on Jerusalem to the General Assembly. Now, this is a, uh, under a rarely used 1950 resolution called Uniting for Peace that has a provision that would give the authority to 193-nation body to act when the Security Council is deadlocked. Why? Well, I don't think a 14-to-1 vote is deadlocked. Um, I just don't think it is. Anyway. Keep an eye on this because this is going. This is going to be a um, a, a trigger. There, there's a lot, a lot to this. Uh, a lot to this. Um, the Palestinians are not happy, and uh, but but watch because this is going to be a trigger for something. I believe when 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 the the American flag is raised somewhere in Jerusalem. And a building is designated as an embassy. Uh, it would not surprise me that you know Palestinian uh, protests become violent, and um, okay. Now for some good in the headline news: Defector warns North Korea ready to send suicide bomber army army with nuclear backpacks around the world. I know you can make them small, but I didn't know if you can make them that small. Uh, rumors of war. Boy, this is a good one. Israel warns Hamas of coming destruction in the next few months. Um, rumors of war. What did Jesus say about this? China must prepare for imminent war with North Korea. And I, that's this is something that, uh, again, I, I believe is, is something we have to pay attention to. Um North Korea is, you know, obviously the, I don't, I don't even have words for this nation. I've never been there. I, 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 God loves those people. He even loves, you know, the the North Korean, you know, dictator up there, 
Kim Jong-dum. Um, but North Korea doesn't fear the military of North Korea. But basically, uh, the uh, what it's doing, uh, you know, to that region that borders along, I think it's the Yellow River, that that borders. The North Koreans are basically coming over, kind of like the the, uh, the citizens of Mexico coming across the border illegally, and you know, if you want to say this, taking resources, taking jobs away from you know legal Americans, and that's what's going on over there in Korea. In, in uh, the northeast corner of, of China, and it's causing a problem. So um, uh, here's the article. It, it's, it says, rumors of war, China must prepare for imminent war with North Korea. Uh, it isn't only the United States that could see itself engage in a deadly conflict with North Korean uh, leader Kim Jong-un. China is also at risk of an imminent war with North Korea, warned some of China's most prestigious, prestigious national security experts at a conference in Beijing this week. Uh, quoting, conditions on the peninsula now make for the biggest risk of war in decades. Uh, Xi Yinhong, director of the Center of American Studies at uh, Renmin University of China, Beijing, and advisor to the State Council on China on diplomacy issues. Uh, it says, North Korea is a time bomb. We can only, de- we can only delay the explosion and hoping that by delaying it, a time will come to remove the detonator. Um, When we begin to look at biblical prophecy, we know that North Korea and Iran have been, you know, uh, at least that's what sources, you know, my research tells me that, you know, they have been uh, cooperating with each other for, you know, the mutual destruction of other nations. And um, we know that the world is, is, I hope and pray, you know, not only for my sake, but but my family and friends' sake, and especially my grandson's sake, that that we'll never see war, never see nuclear war. But yet, I've lived long enough to know it's probably going to happen and happen soon. And... Uh, all I can hope and, and believe in is, is what I read about in uh, the breaking of the sixth seal in, in, in the book of Revelation, um, that, uh, you know, locations have already been made for, uh, you know, people to hide in. Why are they going to hide there? It's because I believe it's either... You know, if you want to go back to and, and think of either Planet X is coming or, uh, you know, nuclear war is about ready to break out. But read, read the breaking of the Sixth Seal, and you'll see that's why I'm – and if you really study it out, uh, uh, you'll see why I believe and others believe that this is when the rapture of the church comes. Hey, uh, congratulations and, and shout-outs. Uh, good job to Chick-fil-A. Uh, they're, they're never open on Sundays, but um, – uh, when the, the air, Atlanta airport blackout and, and, and that, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say it was a terrorist attack, but the evidence is suggesting that this could have been, you know, uh, some type of, you know, attack. But um, uh, but anyway, they opened up their restaurants there in the airport, uh, and uh, they serve people uh, on, on Sunday uh, and uh, did a uh, – did a really good job, I guess, till they uh, um, 
Anyway, um, d just looking at this article or quoting here a little bit, um, the fast food chain is stepping up to feed passengers left affected by the Atlanta airport blackout, according to the city of Atlanta. They'll be served at the Georgia International Convention Center where they're able to stay overnight, which is a pretty nice consolation given what some of these people have gone through. It's a mar remarkable aberration from the company's policy on Sunday trading hours, rooted in founder Truett Cathy's devout Christian beliefs. The policy remains the same at the Chick-fil-A and the newly opened Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's a main tenant. The Atlanta Falcons will play only one regular season game that doesn't fall on a Sunday. All right? And as of 11.30 p.m., there were 2,000 meals served to passengers. Um, so, you know, kudos to, to Chick-fil-A there. Alrighty, let me uh if I clicked on the right one, yeah. Okay. I wanted to um Okay, let me share a couple thoughts. I, again, I, I believe that Bible prophecy is, is passing at at breakneck speed and and the joy is, you know, this is a good word. It's bittersweet for those who under, understand end times prophecy. I love my life. I love my family. I love what God has done for me. I love doing things for God. I, I really get a great enjoyment out of that. Um, but yet, the, the, the tribulation time, the time of Jacob's troubles, is, is, is really at the, at the doorstep. And um, we know that God is will turn his his word says that he will turn his heart back to his people Israel in the time of Jacob's troubles. Um, the people, the Jews, the true Jew, they're they're still blinded to the fact that they they missed the visitation of the true Messiah. Jesus or Yeshua, and uh, another Holocaust, uh, worse than the last one, is coming after Antichrist sits down in, uh, in 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 the third temple when he defiles it. Now that third temple is coming, and whether they build it on the Temple Mount, which now, if you haven't heard, uh, you know, you don't hear much talk about this, and let, but you you can research it and, and find a little bit. There, there's some quite a bit of talk now that some of the rabbis, some of the chief rabbis uh, that are in great influential positions in, in Israel, modern-day Judaism, are, are, are coming to the conclusion that, that some archaeologists uh, have come to the conclusion that the temple was not on the Temple Mount, that that was a you know, fortress Antonai, or that was really a military fort because there's not enough water on the Temple Mount, but uh, Old Testament says that the temple was built in the city of David. In the city of David, archaeologists have determined pretty conclusively that it's about 600 feet to the south, in 200 yards, uh, to the south of the Temple Mount where the Wailing Wall is. And, um, and one of the reasons there, they, they find a, a very strong spring of water that is still flowing and would have been used uh, 
you know, obviously to clean up this, the, the bloody sacrifices. And we cannot imagine, you know, the, the, the blood sacrifices that had to be conducted on a daily basis there at the temple. Uh, the amount of blood loss uh, uh, would have been enormous. And to cart that away, to wash it away, would have taken an enormous amount of water or containers. Um, but we know that the third temple is coming. And uh, if you study scripture out fairly closely, I'll, I'll, you know, uh, a lot of Jews are going to be saved. But uh, some scholars are suggesting that during the time of tribulation, two out of every three will be killed. And uh, some of these rabbis are, are beginning, may, some of them, according to what I, I've been reading here, may not fully understand the implication of uh, President Trump's declaration that, that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. But the time is short, and things are changing, Okay. Um, from Ynet News, uh, I was reading this article, and it was a, a letter um, signed by uh, 250, you know, prominent rabbis in, in, in Israel, uh, sending a letter to President Trump thanking him, you know, for his decision to recognize Jerusalem, telling him that you will be eternally remembered in the history of the Jews. Um one of the main rabbis, uh, Rabbi, uh, I guess he's a chief rabbi, Yitzhak Yosha, uh, sent a personal letter to Donald Trump praising him for the recognition of, of, of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Um, now, there is a, and something I really wasn't aware of, there is a, uh, I don't want to say a sect, yeah, I guess I'd say a sect. Of uh, of Judaism, uh, Hasidic Jews that are irritated by by Trump's decision, uh, and if if I can remember correctly, and I, I think I can, uh, I, I think they're called the Satmar uh, sect, S A T M A R, the Satmar sect. They don't want this because it will endanger. The the, uh, the people of Israel It'll danger the Jews of Israel And all over the world um, Anyway um, So uh, Anyway the, This uh, this letter then Was also um, uh, Backed up by Rabbi uh, Shemuel Eliyahu um, And says you have the rare privilege To be the first president to recognize Jerusalem as the eternal capital of the state of Israel. Quoting again, we are privileged to be living in a generation that is repeatedly witnessing the words of the prophets coming true, said the rabbis. Jews have made Aliyah, that means of the return to Israel, and are continuing to come to the land of Israel from all corners of the world. Israel triumphs over its enemies time after time, and the mountains of Israel offers generous bounty, and the economy is booming. That is true. Um, I was talking with an investment broker uh, that I uh, have some of my you know financial uh, holdings with, and asking about you know international 
investing specifically in in the economy of in in, uh, in Israel, and um, I wasn't 100% certain, and you know what and where, so he was going to research that for me, and. Um, I personally believe, you know, that if I bless Israel, you know, that God will bless my investments. And uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. The letter goes on to say, you will be remembered in the history of Jewish people. Now it says, we are the privileged of seeing the rebuilding of Jerusalem, wrote the rabbis, children playing at streets. Um, one of the prophecies, Zechariah 8.4 and we are confident in the fulfillment of all the prophecies. Now, you got to remember, Jews are looking for Messiah as well. They, you know, they just don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, uh, based on the Torah, the written record, the writings, uh, the preserved uh, other writings. Um, and as I read Scripture, it seems like the, the the Sanhedrin didn't ask Jesus the right questions. Anyway. Um, the United States is, I, is, it is privileged, and, and perhaps we will be blessed because of this, uh, to be, you know, one of the first nations, the first nation to support the establishment of, of the state of Israel. Uh, United, U.S. presidents have had the privilege of being at Israel's side, and, you know, in the past, and being a partner in fulfillment of, of the visions uh, regarding the return to Zion, but no American president until President Trump has boldly stated that Jerusalem is, is the capital of Israel, and it is. Um, they continue, we are confident that you will be remembered in the history of the Jewish people as one who stood at the forefront fearlessly. May it be his will that God's promise to Joshua, chapter 1, verses 9, should be fulfilled in you. Have I not commanded you? I love this verse. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen and amen. And I do pray that for President Trump. He has to be strong. He has to be courageous. He cannot be afraid. And we believe that God will be with him wherever he goes. Now, according to my research article here, it says the letter was signed by rabbis of a wide range of communities uh, all over Israel. And... Um, it says, uh, now, uh, rabbis of a subsect of the anti-Zionist Hasidic sect of Satmar, well, that's a whole bunch of terms there, have called the American president, called on the American president Trump not to move the embassy to Jerusalem because it can endanger Jews in Israel and all over the world who will pay a price for the misdeeds of the Zionists. Well, uh, to you rabbis, the Amer the Jews are still going to pay a price. I hate to say that. It's called Jacob's troubles. I wish there was another way. But what God, what you know, what Jehovah God has ordained, what Yahweh has ordained, will 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 come to pass. End of discussion. It's non-negotiable. Whether Trump has declared Jerusalem as the capital city or he has not declared the Jerusalem as the capital city. All right. The day is of Jacob's troubles is coming. Your forefathers made the mistake of failing to understand the fulfillment of the messianic prophecies. They did. I'm sorry. You know, I wasn't there. You know, I mean, I don't know if my voice would have counted or not. You know, I would have been a Gentile. They probably wouldn't have listened to me. Having said that, okay, the price is going to be 
paid anyway for the misdeeds of modern-day Judaism. You know, yes, Jerusalem is a holy city, you know, uh, from, you know, a religious and spiritual and not so much a political uh, sense, but it has become, and, and perhaps to a fair degree it was always political. Um, anyway, these, these uh, this subsect, uh, a sect of Satmar, they, I haven't seen the ads, of course I don't get the major newspapers, but apparently they have been publishing ads in American media that said that Israel can not declare Jerusalem as the capital of the Jews since the capital of American Jews is Washington. See how they're breaking us down? The capital of Russian Jews is Moscow. The capital of French Jews is Paris. And the capital of British Jews is London. The capital of Iranian Jews, that was surprising, is Tehran. And Jerusalem, however, is a holy and not a political city. I beg to differ. I believe it is a political city. You know, it was established years ago as the capital of Messiah. Now, it's political. Anyway, um... Watch what's going on because we're, you know something is soon going to really anger Iran, and uh, it's well. You go back and you can study uh, Daniel eight and uh, and see what I mean by that. Of course, I've I've spoken a lot about that. Um, in Europe, the Austri- Austrian government uh, is is now declaring that uh, Arabs, people who are Islamic, are not welcome in Austria. Uh, uh, this was good news for me because I have Polish, uh, and my father was from Poland. Um, the prime minister of uh, Poland spoke about re-Christianizing Europe during the first interview of his after his nomination um, as, as the only way to stop Europe's decline. Yeah, probably would help. Um, and uh, this is the other article I wanted to share some thoughts on, I believe, if I can find it here. Yeah, uh, it's... Going back to talking a little bit about the temple, um, uh, sources, you know, uh, news sources coming out of uh, out of um, Israel. Uh, go away, not you, but this pop-up ad. Um, Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz. He, he, I read a lot of his stuff. Um, he was talking here about how fast the temple could be ready. And he writes this, experts involved in bringing back the temple service are convinced that should the opportunity to light the menorah and begin sacrifices suddenly present itself, all the elements are now ready. Okay? However, they also agree that the key element not explicitly mentioned in the Torah, not actually a physical item, is conspicuously missing, preventing the light of the temple from returning to the world. A little history lesson. After a three-year guerrilla war against the Romans, the Maccabees rededicated the second temple in 165 A.D., or C.E., current epoch, signifying the event by lighting the menorah and bringing a kosher sacrifice. 
For them to do so, the temple had to be prepared. The altar defiled by the sacrifice, uh, sacrifices of unkosher animals to pagan gods needed to be replaced, as did the gold menorah and all the precious vessels which had been plundered. The Maccabees succeeded, and their achievement is commemorated with the holiday of Hanukkah, which literally means inauguration. When asked if the Maccabees' spontaneous temple service could be duplicated today, Rabbi Yisrael Ariel, a member of the Nascent Sanhedrin and founder of the Temple Institute, answered emphatically in the affirmative. Everything we need is ready. Uh, Given the total uh, lack of a temple structure, the rabbi's claim required some substantiation He says, an actual temple, now this this is what fascinated me, an actual temple is not needed. An altar can be constructed at the site of the original altar on the Temple Mount. Now there's, you know, that's, you know, the the, the Wailing Wall, Western Wall, and I I, I don't know, I'm not the archaeologist, I'm not knowledgeable enough in this, but like I said, there is some discussion. Now to what degree, I don't know. 600 feet farther south in the City of David? Where, where the spring, uh, the sufficient supply of, of water is located, and this is not in um, the Arab Quarter. Oh, my heavens. Now you're starting to think. Okay. Jerusalem, the capital. They don't need the temple because they don't know where the ark is yet. I, I'm, I'm a believer that the ark has never left Jerusalem. It's just buried, and it will be found very soon. Um, then they need the temple building. But they they want to begin, the, the, they, well, they want the right to, in quotes, practice their religion. The rabbi explained that the stones to construct a new altar stand ready in the temple institute. Rabbi Ariel checked off an exhaustive list of the additional equipment and personnel required for the holy undertaking. A menorah, a small gold altar for incest, a large stone altar, priestly garments, oil, incense, wine, and other assorted vessels and musical instruments. Rabbi Ariel stated that all of these items stand ready in close proximity to the Temple Mount. Compared to the Maccabees, the quote goes on, we are far more prepared. Rabbi Ariel said, if we were told to begin the temple service, we could be lighting the menorah and burning sacrifices in four hours. Now, that is something to think about. He stated that there are currently 50 Kohanim, uh, Jewish men of priestly descent, who are thoroughly trained in temple service, several of whom are suited to serve as Gohen uh, Gadol, the high priest. Now, uh, my friends, you know this is this is a fascinating article, and there's quite a quite a lot more there to uh, uh, to read and to share. But the Jews will have their temple; they will begin to practice Judaism, and I personally believe that this will trigger a great revival of Judaism, not only in the residents of Israel, okay, but around the Jews around the world, I think that you know thousands upon thousands will will go to Jerusalem to worship at the new temple. 
Now, this will um, provoke a lot of things. And if, if, if we are correct, if I am correct in, in, in my opinion, that the September 23rd sign of the woman is really the sign marking the beginning, okay, the beginning of the end, um, and then we jump to Daniel and, and look at the prophecies yet to be fulfilled in Daniel, you know, like, like I've shared in some recent uh, episodes, uh, you know, the, the ram and the goat, uh, the ram is, is Iran, the goat is uh, most likely, it could be Turkey, uh, it could be the IDF, uh, Israeli Defense Force, it could even be the United States military. But the thing is, we don't know. Daniel was not told, or if he was told, he, he sealed it up. We still do not know the time period that the that the ram will dominate the Middle East. Ultimately, the the, the ram will be, I don't want to say destroyed, but pretty much destroyed by the goat. Now, the identity of the goat, we're not certain. Like I said, it could be the Israeli Defense Force. Uh, so many scholars are saying it's Turkey, and some are even suggesting it's a coalition, the United States, the IDF, and maybe Turkey. And um, if this happens, okay, if this happens, um, and Israel will sign uh, a peace treaty, uh, the reason why I don't think it's going to be the the uh, IDF or uh the United States military. Now they could be involved, but I, but I believe the leader will be be an Islamic uh, nation. It will have ties to ancient Greece, and of course, uh, this has to be Turkey. Anywho, um, now that's something to think about, isn't it? I, I thought so too. Um, Oh, more strange rumors about uh, stories about President Obama and his secret relationships with Iran and Hezbollah and um, stuff like that. Um, just looking at some uh, headlines here. There's just said a train wreck out in Washington State. That's sad. Um, yeah, was it an accident? Was it sabotage? We we don't know. Uh, I'm just looking at an article here. A, a new it's titled "A New Germany Low L O W Cologne um, to hand out anti-rape wristbands for women to wear to stop Muslims from raping and sexually assaulting them." Um, I think they should pass out 45s. Um, now here's one I, I haven't picked up. I, I knew for you know I, I never thought of this, but um, apparently relations between the nation of India and China are getting uh, hostile. Uh, this this just popped up here. World War Three red alert. India furious as China moved military and weaponry to on their joint disputed border. Uh, U.S. forces and South Koreans hold drill for removing North Korea's uh, WMDs. Um, Methodist Church in Pakistan was 
attacked, five killed. Uh, now, the if you haven't heard the news about the U, uh, Pentagon and the UFOs, that, that's that's another story, you know, for another day. Um, like I said, going back to to confusion. Um, I was going to bring up this story. Let's see if I can't find it here real quick. This got me going the other day, and I, I really want to see if I can find it. It really made me sick. Um, uh, yeah, not this story, but the fact that Jingle Bells is racist. Um, you know, the wildfires now, there's some... Uh, and this Bitcoin, I don't understand anything about Bitcoin. Headline is now worth more than Walmart, the entire company. Um, uh, Palm Springs, California becomes the first city council nation to be all homosexual, bisexual, or transgender. Remind me not to go there. I always wanted to go there. I really didn't want to play golf there. Um, atheist group now complaining about the bell ringing of the Salvation Army. Um, maybe the atheist needs to get saved. Um, now this 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 was a, this is another story. Didn't didn't I'll just mention them here. Uh, this is powerful, and and I may I, I may save this for next uh, Monday night. Uh, the uh, Turkish President uh, Erdogan warns Muslims may lose Mecca. If they fail to hold on to Jerusalem, now that those are fighting words, okay? Those are fighting words, um, and I may uh, I may kind of deal with that. If you didn't notice, we had a three mile uh, wide uh, asteroid just miss the Earth a few other days ago. Um, I don't worry about such things because it's uh, you know Jesus said don't 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 worry about. It. Now where is this article here? Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah, okay. This was put out on December 15th. Okay, entire family in Arizona, and I'm going to end it on tonight on this, turns transgender. An entire family, I'm quoting now, a man, woman, son, and daughter in Arizona is transgender. Uh, no, they're not. They're either male or female. End of discussion because that's all God ever made. You either have male plumbing or you don't. You have female plumbing or you don't. Now, the father identifies as a woman. Now, his fiance, the mother-to-be, identifies as a man. Well, why would a... Uh, I can't go there. The son considers himself a girl, and, of course, the daughter thinks she's actually a boy. An entire transgender family all under one roof. Talk about confusion. Daniel uh, Herrett was born a woman, while his fiance, Shirley Austin, was born a man. Both have been previously married. 11-year-old Mason and 13-year-old Joshua have also switched sexes. The whole family is in transition. No, they're in state of sin. They have been duped by Satan. Uh, Shirley Todd. <laughs> the whole family is in transition, Austin said in an interview with KJZZ, which reports that two adults are now teaching each other how to adopt transitional gender roles. Shirley taught Daniel how to use a chainsaw. Daniel taught Shirley how to memorize all the stones in her engagement ring in case another woman asks. Daniel does the yard work, Shirley the cooking, and Daniel explained they're actually very traditional people. No, they're not. They're messed up. They're in a state of confusion. They have been duped by Satan. 
And I, I just pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will bring clarity of mind to this family. Um, we're supposed to be celebrating a day of joy, a season of joy about Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Okay? And yet... Instead of joy, we, we, the, the, the world is in a state of confusion, disharmony, not in one accord, doing everything we can to bring Christian values under attack, destroying what we believe in, trying to do away with God. Well, the only person that I know, the only thing that I know that wants to do away with God is, is his former covering cherubim, Lucifer. My friends, if you cannot see the handwriting on the wall that Jesus Christ is about to return, you know, first, you know, to, for for his bride, you know, uh, and Jesus said, not everyone's going to go. Don't argue with me. Uh, if you're not ready to meet Jesus Christ right now, why not? Are you willing to take a chance on your eternal future? If you are, yeah, I'm, you're stupid. Sorry. Why take a chance when you can be guaranteed a future, an eternal future, uh, you know, a, a peace, <laughs> uh, a peace, calmness, love. Um, I don't want to use the phrase good times, but why not? I don't know what happens about all of it. I know a lot from what I've read and studied. Uh, anyway, having said that. It's time to get right with God. It's time to get right with with God through His Son Jesus Christ. That's the only way. Yeah, Christianity is a very in, inclusive uh, group. You, you're either saved or you're not. Jesus said He was the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. Argue with Him, not me. Why take a chance? It's simple. Scripture says in Romans, "Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved." My friend, this Christmas season, give yourself and your family and your friends the greatest gift of all. Give yourself to Jesus Christ. As my theme song says, now's the time to worship. How do you how do you worship? You give your life to Christ. It's a simple prayer. You know, it can be long, it can be elaborate, or it can be just very simple. Dear God, please save me. Save me. I call out upon you through the name of Jesus Christ. I'm 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 declaring that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Father God, your word says that that if I call out on Jesus, you will save me. That you will hear for heaven and, and forgive my sins. Father God, I, I, I am a sinner. I, I have committed way too many sins and and I, I I am sorry for them and I pray, Father God, that by the blood of Jesus Christ you will forgive me. Father God, I, I am sorry. I, help me to grow away from sin and into your grace and into your arms. Father God, have mercy upon me. Lord, I ask you to send me your spirit who will lead and guide me into all truth. Father God, I, I ask you to, to help me to think clearly and understand temptation when it comes, to help me to give to have the strength to say no to sin and turn my back on it. 
And I declare to you, Satan, you did not die for me, you didn't, and I will no longer live for you. I give my life free, freely and willingly to Jesus Christ from this day forth forever and ever. Now, my friend, if you made a prayer something like that, and you meant it from the bottom of your heart, uh, two things. First, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Your name has been written down in, in the book of life. But now you have to keep it there. Despite what some denominations say, you can walk away from your faith. The re- How do I know this? Well, Lucifer was in the very presence of God, and he walked away. Adam and Eve were walked with God in the Garden of Eden, and they walked away. Don't tell me, you know, some famous southern denominations say that, you know, once you're saved, you're always saved. No. You can make a choice to walk away from your faith, but why would you? You are saved. Your name is written down in the book of life. Now you need help. You think Satan's going to give up on you because you said that prayer? Now you have a big bullseye on your back. But guess what? Scripture says greater is he who is in you now, that's Jesus, than he who is in the world. That's Satan. You need to find yourself a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, on-fire church if, if if you leave church service every Sunday morning, if you go to church, and you don't feel a little bit of, mm, ouch, from having your toes tramped on, I'm going to give you a suggestion. Get out of there. If every time you leave Sunday and you think, well, you know, I had a good, it was a good sermon, Pastor, and I liked the songs that we sang, and, you know, I put a little in the plate this week, and, hey, we got out of there in, in, a, in 53 minutes or 63 minutes, <coughs> If that's all you're thinking about, you're wrong. You need to hear the Word of God. You need to know the Word of God. How do you think Jesus defeated Satan? With the Word of God. And if the Word is not strong, if it's not being preached, all of it, okay, um, you need to get out of there. You need to find a new church. You really do. Agree, disagree, I don't care. That's what you need to do. If you happen to be living in the Cumberland, uh, Maryland area or traveling through on a Sunday, we invite you to stop by Tri-State Ministry Center. We're located about 10, 11 miles from downtown Cumberland, just across the state line in Pennsylvania. Uh, If you know where the Cumberland Narrows is, uh, if not, as you're traveling through, you will be able to see the Narrows in Cumberland. Travel through the Narrows. Or if you're coming down through LaValle, down at Lower LaValle, there at the bridge, make a left, head out towards uh, Corriganville. Fast Motor City, Super Shoes, all those places, you get to Corriganville. Uh, you can only turn right or go straight. We want you to turn right there, right at the sheet store. Uh, follow that road about a mile and a half. You come through the little town of Ellerslie. Uh, when you get to the end of town, you will be in Pennsylvania. Uh, a quarter of a mile on the right-hand side of the road is Tri-State Ministry Center. Our services start at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, 5 o'clock for prayer meeting at Sunday night, 6 o'clock for Bible study Sunday night. And Wednesday night, the midweek service is is 7. We have adult Sunday school. Of course, you can bring your children if you'd like. Uh, Sunday morning at 9 o'clock with yours truly, John Glenka. Uh, The building with the burgundy stripe around it painted on it. Come on in. Uh, This time of year, we usually have... You know, coffee and uh, hot chocolate. If you feel so inclined, bring a donut or two, or ten or a dozen. And, uh, you know, for those of us who don't have a donut. Um, I currently, I'm, I'm finishing up a, a series on the name of Jesus. And um, I should have that, finish that up in about three weeks or so. 
and uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. You can come in and, and, and get quite a bit of information, even in the last part of it. Now, having said all that, my friends, it's up to you. It's up to you. You No man's an island. You can't do this alone. You need other brothers and sisters in Christ. Search out other Bible-believing Christians. Okay, talk to them. Find out. And more, more importantly, you know, find a church where the Word of God is preached powerfully, not socially. Hey, I'm tired. i got to go. And until next week. Hey. Oh.